in the section that we're reading because I want to start. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. David, what happened? Oh, my microphone fell over. Okay. <laughs> Better the microphone than you. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yes. There's All right. A lot of troubling sounds on this end of the phone, haven't there? I know. Let me get this put back together. <laughs> I hope that this part makes the podcast because it might be my favorite part of the day. This is going to be the cold open Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister at St. Paul's Episcopal Cathedral, also in San Diego. And I'm Charlotte Pressler. I'm the Youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. <laughs> so we're all in San Diego. Um... <laughs> And <laughs> we are here with you on this uh, week of August 11th for your Faith to Go week of faith discussions and reflections to get you ready for all those thoughts and ideas and conversations you're going to have throughout this week based on the gospel from this past Sunday, uh, Proper 14. Uh, so uh, Maya and Charlotte, how are you guys doing? What are you guys working on? Well, I am in the middle of preparations for a mission trip, which actually I will be on when you get to hear this recording, mm -hmm. um, or just back from, wait, just back from mm -hmm. uh, when this recording plays. And I am headed down to Mexico. We fly into um, San Luis Potosi, and we'll be there for a couple of days, and then we head from there to Nueva Palma. And it is youth from all around the Diocese of San Diego that are headed on this trip. I'm really excited and packing and organizing like crazy. Yeah, hectic. You yes. tomorrow like morning or something? Yes, we do. That's oh, crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of things are you going to do there? <laughs> so we just found out that we, we were told from the beginning that this is going to be a cultural trip. We are actually being hosted by their bishop um, and, and the Diocese of Western Mexico. And so that's really neat, the cultural exchange. And we're going to get to experience several Mayan ceremonies and crafts that we will create ourselves as part of that. But also, um, and I'm very excited about this, I love a good construction project, mm -hmm. but they are rebuilding the church in Nueva Palma and the youth are going to get to be part of that process. So we will be plastering the interior of the church, building doors into the chapel and the steps that go up to the front while we're there. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, really so cool. Maya, how are you doing? What are you working you on? You know what? I I am well. Um, not just you know. Chud. I don't know. I'm I'm doing well. That's all. That's all I have to say. Maya had big news this week, but she has been sharing it on the podcast. You're on Dean's List. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the Dean's List at City College. I thought you meant something else. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yep. I, yep. It was, um, and it was also really cool because, like, I just posted the photo and I had a little bit of a Sally Field moment because everyone was so supportive and nice. Had, like, 90 hearts and, like, 
40 comments. A lot of them, most of them cathedral people. I'm like, y'all really do like me, all. Yeah, yep. And not just on the dean's list, David, but as I read that information, oh. I'm fairly sure Amaya had a, a 4.0. I, yes, I have a 4.0. Mm. 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 Yeah. Anyway. What about you, David? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, still setting, settling in over here in my new position as Minister of Formation at Good Sam. Uh, doing well. We're getting ready for the... You're ahead, George, of of George Pan Van Diagram fame. My son uh, just turned one two weeks ago, so that's been exciting. Happy and, birthday, George. yeah! Yes. Happy birthday, George, and um, yeah, just working on faith to go, trying to see what uh, what what is in what comes in the future for faith to go, trying to build out, create as many comprehensive offerings as possible for everybody listening, for everybody using the resources. So. We're always working on that stuff, and we always want your feedback uh, about Faith to Go and about the podcast. Which yeah, it would be really cool to know what resources are getting used, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, are people pulling things off of the website to try at home? Uh-huh. What are those? What are those? Yeah, how are you using the resources? Uh, what is your experience of using the resources? When are you using them? Who are you using them with? Uh, what, what would you like to see added to them? You know, we would love to hear any and all of that feedback, plus any of your stories or comments or questions from this week of faith discussion. And you can send all of those inquiries and ideas to us either through Instagram at faith to go or through the website at www.myfaith2go.org or to faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org. So we would love to hear from you as always. Uh, and thanks, everybody, for checking in. It's good to know what everybody's working on. Woo! Yeah. Um, and again, we want to hear from you. So please uh, get in touch with us and let us know uh, what's going on with you. So, like every week, uh, this week of Faith to Go Resources and the podcast for today are based on the gospel for this past Sunday, August 11th. Well, what will be this past Sunday, but right now is a Sunday in the future for us. It's the magic of time travel. And... Uh, that is from Proper 14, and we're still in Luke's Gospel, and so it is Luke 12, 32 through 40. So Charlotte is going to read that Gospel, and then we are each going to highlight a point that we hope you take into your week of faith discussion or reflection. Luke chapter 12, verses 32 to 40. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make curses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. All right. So 
we are still in chapter 12, which we were in last week, um, but we've skipped a chunk. Uh, there's a chunk of text between last week's reading, which was the parable of the rich fool, as you will recall, and this week's reading, uh, which is the section leading up to this parable of the watchful servants. And so the thing that gets chopped out is this verse that many people would know well. It's in both Matthew and Luke, Jesus talking about not being anxious, not worrying about your life. In this one, in Luke's version, it says, uh, Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. And how much more value are you than the birds? And he's pretty much saying, don't worry. Seek, you know, seek first the kingdom of God, and it will be given to you, and, and all these things. So... In Matthew, it's that is the more well-known verse. I think consider, consider the lilies of the field. Uh, Luke says consider the ravens. Uh, personal preference, I guess, between the gospel writers, and um, and so this this whole thing is is kind of this big chunk of text. Um, these these three sections, I think, kind of go all together, and. They, they are kind of weaving this tapestry of teaching that Jesus is trying to get across, both about the kingdom of God, about being present, about expectation and waiting, and about kind of anxiety and worrying. And so he's, he's talking about a whole lot of things all at once and using all these stories to, to paint this picture for us of what, of what we're invited to, I think. So uh, Charlotte has the first point for this gospel. Yes, yes, I do. Um, and I have to own up right up front that I'm going to wander around a little bit, um, not in my point, but in the section that we're reading. Because what I want to start off with is this call to readiness that we see. And it, it comes about in verse 35, where we hear, be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door as soon as he comes and knocks. Um, so in this conversation about readiness, it's saying that we need to be prepared for God when God comes. But I don't necessarily think that that means that God is coming the last time or God is only coming one time. I think it means that we need to prepare and be ready every time that God needs us mm-hmm. um, or that God is looking for us, maybe not even need but it's searching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that what that piece is saying is how are you ready? Um, are you ready in your heart? Are you ready with your mind? Are you ready by being open? I think that we're called to examine our lives in a multitude of different ways to ensure our readiness mm-hmm. and that it isn't just about being biblically schooled or about attending church on Sunday. It's about how we live our life each and every day in order to draw closer to God and to each other. Love God, love your neighbor. And where our intentions are too. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And that then if you consider that readiness and the preparation and we back it up and we go Midway through verse 33, make purses for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. So these purses that we're supposed to be making for ourselves, they're supposed to be of good quality. Like we're supposed to use the finest materials. We're supposed to make them with care. They're not supposed to be able to be eaten by moths or destroyed with time and whatever it is that we're packing in them. And as I read that this time and I was considering readiness, I kept thinking about, well, are we the purse? 
-hmm. Because, you know, what we're putting inside and all the things that we're preparing for, are we the purse? And so since this verse comes before the readiness challenge, then it is the real challenge that we need to be caring for ourselves so that we can do the work of God. Right. That is certainly a challenge. So focusing on what do you need to be ready also means focusing on what do you need to do for yourself to be ready? What do you need to do to better prepare? Are you doing so much for others that you've forgotten to take care of yourself? Are you spread too thin? Are you not having room to take a deep breath or to properly nourish your body? And how in caring for ourselves, we become a better vessel, a sturdier purse for, to carry all of the things that God requires of us. Well, I think um, we are the purse because when it, I think we're the purse to store what it says after that, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, should I go into my point? Yeah, I think that that leads to your point, right, Maya? Right. So I wanted to talk about verse 34, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately, mainly um, what in the midst of change, which is obviously, you know, the constant (laughs) in life, just crazy change. What is something that in me, what are things in me that have been given to me by God that cannot be taken away from me, that no matter where I am, what situation I find myself in, how can I draw upon this like oasis of love and resource of basically like what have I, what am I and what have I always been and I will never not be, you okay. know? Yeah. So I've been finding kind of hints and clues cause I think it's a lifelong journey to discover these things. Um, mainly when I look at my childhood self, you know, before just, I mean, I think anyone can do that. Right. And, and I, you know, I am loved a child of God and there's this place of trust that a child has that I had. Um, and when it says where your heart will be also, I, you know, carry my heart with me. It's me. It's an essence. It's, it's fixed within me. And so I'm not saying these characteristics are fixed characteristics because they manifest and change as I do. Mm -hmm. Um, just as God in me manifests and change as my experience does. I, in my own spiritual practice, I draw a lot from like different Buddhist teachings and two natural things are really kind of revered in Buddhism amongst many others, but it's water and mountains and water has, even though there are many characteristics and ways you can experience water, and there's an essence to it that will never, that's what makes it water and will never not be water. It cannot, you know, it can't really be anything else um, unless it's mixed. And, and mountains in the midst of wars and, and like craziness and happening around them are fixed in our mountains and are sturdy and stable. So I try to like access and I invite everyone to try to reflect on what is your treasure in your heart that in your crazy life and situations that you can draw upon these, draw upon God abiding within you in these certain characteristics that 
you can reflect upon. Um, I find that breathing really helps where I, I know that where my breath feel if where I feel like I'm full of breath, I feel like that's the place where this treasure resides, you know, and the breath that I exhale is where that comes from. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that the imagery of water and mountains while not in the gospel is actually really helpful when you consider your own personal treasure, because the fluidity of water means that no matter what it it interacts with, how it changes, that it moves around things, right? And it continues to be water no matter what else happens in the course. Right. And then as far as mountains go, you just have this image of like ages oldest time and that they may be weathered, but they are still a mountain and maintaining that personal integrity and identity of your treasure of what's inside you is really fundamental to, to keeping it secure. Yeah. Um, so my point, uh, is from the very, the very end, uh, the very last verse, you must also, you also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an unexpected hour. And I really liked what uh, you said, Charlotte, in your point, uh, or like maybe towards the middle of what you were saying about um, the fact that this, this this is a thing that doesn't happen one time but happens over and over and over and over and over again. That yeah. we are not preparing ourselves for one end time event, but that like we're constantly being preparing ourselves and being prepared and being ready for whenever God breaks into our lives and, and is, is, as, is, is seeking us and, and asking for us to work with God. And so um, I love that because this, this, this verse partic- in particular um, makes it seem like Jesus is talking about an end time event, that like there will be an end and then, you know, that that we're getting ready for some one specific thing, but really, I I don't think I think that would be um, I don't think that would be consistent with anything else that he's said so far because all he's talking about is this constant presence of being here now. That there is only this now, you know, there isn't this next this future time that we're getting ready for. We're always preparing ourselves for what is happening right now, and. And this idea that um, this this phrase an unexpected hour builds on that, and I think also builds on from two weeks ago the reading about seeking and you will find knocking and the door will be opened that we talked about like the action that is required of actually taking the courage and energy and strength and time to knock, but also the persistence and patience of waiting. In that, in that discomfort of waiting. But that um, when he's talking about an unexpected hour, he's adding like a little bit, he's adding a little bit more texture to what that looks like. And, and this word unexpected is not necessarily like on a, on a mass level of the world. It's like, oh, Jesus is going gonna, is gonna to surprise you and pop up. It is kind of like that. But I think it's more like, it it really more means like the thing that you that it something that you don't think is going to be it's like the thing that you don't that you assume is going to be is not going to be the thing, and so I love that because it brings it kind of back 
to a, like a daily lived experience. And it made me think of something that Richard Rohr has written about before. Two things. One of them, he quotes, uh, he, he quotes someone, one of his colleagues, often and says, God comes to us disguised as our life. That, like, that all these things that are happening to us are all kind of the fodder for our spiritual growth. That is, there is nothing that happens to us that is mundane. That everything, that everything is calling us, calling us to this depth. Everything is, knock, is a knock on the door for us to answer. And, and beyond that, adding to that, he also, uh, specifically in his book, Falling Upward, uh, he talks about how, like, when we we cannot really, like, we can do spiritual practices and take on practices that, like, aid us in our growth, but we can't be the, our, the engineers of our own, like, enlightenment. Like, we can't be the engineers of our own, of our own falling that brings us to God. We can, we can be ready, be ready and be aware, like Jesus is talking about here, but... The thing that I that I love about this is that Jesus is saying the thing that you think is going to get you there, the thing that you think is going to bring you to where you are trying to go, it's going to be the thing you definitely did not think is going to be that. That's going to get you there. It's going to be the totally unexpected thing. It's going to be that interaction that you wish had never happened and you tried to avoid for months. That's going to be the thing that brings you to God. It's going to be the person that you think... It is the least expected person in your life. That is going to be the person that is revealed to be Christ standing right in front of you. And so I love that everything about this leading up to this is all about being present, being aware, looking, being ready, being watchful, looking and being ready to see God everywhere, which is really hard. And that's why it's like a constant practice all the time, all the time, all the time of coming back, coming back, coming back seeing God more and more in, in more and more things, especially the frustrating, unexpected, challenging things, those are really the things that get us where we wish we could go, not the things that we engineer for ourselves to get there. And so, yeah. So I, I really love that last, that last line. I love this whole section, really. It's one of my Amen. favorite parts. Amen. <laughs> so. It's that part. That is three... Three points. Um, we had a lot to say this week. I know. There's a lot to be said. There's a lot of good stuff. Jesus is a smart guy. I would um, think so. <laughs> point number one was Charlotte's, and it was about, um, let's see. Let's being see. ready. Yeah. It was, about, it was about being prepared and this, this lifelong uh, journey of, being prepared and being ready for when God kind of breaks into our lives. And, uh, and recognizing the fact that caring for yourself oh, yeah. is part of that. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the recognition that, that, yes, taking care of ourselves, taking care of the purse, which is ourselves, is, is mm-hmm. incredibly important. Uh, number two was Maya's, and it was about that kind of immortal, unchanging, and yet always transforming uh, part of us that is – where our treasure is that is that is eternal and 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 un, untouchable by thief or moth as Jesus might say. And then number 3 was mine and that was about this expect expectation of the unexpected that the things that we think are would could never be part of our spiritual transformation and growth will be the very things that God comes to us through. 
So having heard that discussion, uh, Charlotte is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything new and different this time through. Luke chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week of August 11th for Proper 14. Make sure to go check out all of those Faith to Go resources at www.myfaithtogo.org. Send us any of your uh questions or comments or stories of your week of faith discussion or reflection. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us through the website. You can email us, uh, faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org, or you can contact us through Instagram at faith2go. Make sure to follow us and check on Instagram throughout the week. We uh, put up some posts for reflecting, and we have some polls sometimes on our stories. So keep up with us on, on Instagram. Make sure to go rate and review this podcast to help other people find it. And we would love to hear your feedback about the uh, resources, something resources that we don't have that you'd love to see, the resources that you like, the resources we could change. We'd love to hear your feedback. And until next week, we say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.